Hi everyone, I'm Molly. And I'm Angie. And you're listening to So, so That's, That's a, a thing, thing, where we bring you our take on some random shit. We did it. <laughs> Hello. Hi guys. Episode two. Episode two. Season cuatro. <laughs> Those of you right. speaking Spanish. All right, all right. Hey, hey, hey. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should just get right into this. Yeah. Because we were having a conversation <laughs> and then Angie's like, we should be recording this. We should be. I so have many thoughts I on was this. talking to Angela about the fact that I have a purchased a new bra. Well, she's been sitting here itching her titties. Yes. So. And it has like this mesh back and it's like Sexy. bothering me. Yeah. It's like itchy. And so I was telling her that I have basically bought the same size bra that <laughs> since high school and I've never been measured for a bra getting measured for a bra is a thing that it you is, can go and do is. and it's I, traumatic though yes like, it that's is. what you were saying it like, is and like even just bra shopping alone like when you have a full cup of, as, as those of us as we, tits, as tits and, tits tits and, and lashes. lashes do yeah like it is very anxiety driven, like to go and buy a bra. Well, because different brands fit differently, different sizes. You got some bubbling going on. They don't flatter. Then you got like the back fat coming out, and it's not flat. It's just it's no <sighs> different than when you go and try on like pants or a shirt, and you're like, oh, maybe I can fit into a large today, and then you yeah. you're like, no, nope, I can't, yeah. you know, and you just don't want to go up that other size. Yeah, and it's the same thing with bras. Like it's very eye opening because you think. My boobs have fit in these cups. Yeah. They have not spilled over. Right, right, right. And they haven't popped out. Right. And then you go and get measured and they're like, I'm sorry, you're an eye cup. And you're yeah. like, how the fuck is there an eye cup? Like, right. they don't sell that at Target. Right. Like, well, and here's I'm the funny thing. I'm an eye cup. But. Here's the funny thing. So I was talking with a friend of mine, uh, Marie. Shout out Marie. Woo. And she, like, totally gave me shit about the fact that I'd never been measured and, like, was still wearing the same size that I wore in high, high school. school. And yeah. I've had three babies, so more than likely it's changed. And so I went to a local store here in town and like went and got the measure done, which is where you just put on like a sports bra and it's uh, linked to an iPad that she has oh. that has like these things in it. Aren't you fancy? Right. And so it's like she just pulls it up on the iPad and they type in your height. And then does it just 3D print you a bra? Then, yeah, right. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> oh, don't, don't steal our idea. Yeah, That's right. ours. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then it just kind of like gives her the information and tells her what size I need and okay. everything. Funny thing is, the whole digital thing, I'm the same size I was in high school. You're like, shut <laughs> up. I texted Marie and I was like, booyah. Booyah. I've been buying the right size <laughs> for all these years. Fuck your custom measurements. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, so regardless, I spent this money on this bra and it's itching my back. So, oh. I don't know. Whatever. Well... At least my, my tits are still high school tits. The rest of me is 40 tits or 40 body, but I got, I got high school tits. That's right. You know it. People I went to high school with, you know it. I don't have my high school tits. Because... <laughs> but... As I think I've mentioned before, mine got cut off. So no. like I, mine were so huge that I had, I didn't have a choice. So right. I did have a breast reduction surgery, which I don't have a problem talking about because it yeah, it's it was life helpful and, and it was healthy. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. gives you a completely different outlook when you're lugging around those things at 18 and yeah, you have no idea awful. what to do with that baggage. Right. Um, right. It's yeah. good for and you. Yeah. The only thing that has ever pissed me off, though, I think, is that every single fucking man that I, I have, this is how I know I will meet the man that I'm going to marry is when I tell them that I had a breast reduction and my the response is no, 
oh man, really? You mean they could have been bigger? Oh, like, what a douche. All of them. Every single last person that I've ever dated that I've had, because the scars are still there. Right. And, you know, when I explain, like, yeah. not that anybody's ever seen my boobs, but. No, um, of course not. Hashtag you're, virgin. But, yeah, you're innocent. Right. Yes, right. yes. Me and Anastasia Steele. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so innocent. Uh, but. Yeah, every one of them's like, oh, like really, even breast reduction? Like, they could have been bigger than they are now. I bet they were, but no, they weren't. Like asshole. Like just, yeah. and I don't know what the proper response to that is. Get the know? fuck out. Is no, the I'm saying response. like, no, I'm saying, like <laughs> the proper response, like that they should be oh. like, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm Good glad for that you. you. I'm you know, glad you. They some... still look great. Yeah. What a handful. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't wouldn't know. I barely know what to do with what you have now. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be able to so, deal with more. Yeah. Something. <laughs> rather than oh darn. Yeah. Missed the boat on that. Wish I knew you were eighteen. So yeah. So Douchebags. yeah. So I'm glad you haven't settled. Future, the future <laughs> Mr. Clicks of America out there. Mr. Clicks. If you get to the point where you get to see my titties, please don't make that comment. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. Well, heads up. <laughs> yeah, now you know. Anyways. Now I'll never know if they like me for me or if they're just spitting, <laughs> spitting my lines from the podcast. <laughs> oh, good grief. So was there something else that you wanted to bring up? I thought you said you had something. Oh, no, I was, well, I was, so we're sitting here, so I usually have the TV on. Oh, that's Like, right. we record at my house, and I usually have the TV on in the background, and so Fifty Shades of Grey yes. is on in the background. Apparently, I'm missing it. Molly's never heard of it before. She's never seen well, I've it. I've heard of oh, it. you've heard of it. I'm yes. sorry, yes. Yes. You've just never, wa- you've never read the no. books, never watched the no, movie. That doesn't really interest me. And I, no. the movies are not good. Sure. But it's one of those that you constantly watch kind of thing, and so it made me think of this article that I found the other day. That the guy, because those of you that maybe don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey is all about sex. <laughs> they have relations. <laughs> As my grandma used to say, they must be listening to records. <laughs> I think we talked about it on another episode. <laughs> so anyways, the guy who played Barney the Dinosaur. Yes, Barney. Yes. Back in the day, yep. now runs a tantric sex business. That's so weird. Like, he went bananas I guess and well I mean yeah. I guess it's probably something he always like was gonna do and he just ended up being Barney first right you know? I guess, well like, maybe he was know? trying to be an actor or something right, and this right. is what he got into but yeah David I Joyner, guess nobody really knew who he was anyways and yeah. he was in the costume so. well he so he is actually the man like so a full session with Tantra Massage and sex so Tantra those of you that don't know it's like a is it Indi- Hindu or Indian something like it's it has to do oh, with the like tantric the, yeah, yeah, yeah i'm like, not sure well yeah. what's the uh kama sutra you yeah, know has yeah. all the different positions yeah. and tantra is something about like how you incorporate meditation for elongated pleasure right um, holding a pose to but it's sexual maximum right pleasure right maximum thing. pleasure or like like delaying your gratification um, so that it makes it even bigger or better okay. or whatever so he okay. i guess apparently has learned how to do this and is like Doing it for you. Hey, boys and girls. Right. <laughs> I love you. You love my penis. So, yeah, it just says a full session with, with David Joyner, which is his name, lasts three to four hours and costs $350. And for wow. that price, you can expect to receive a ritual bath, chakra balancing, and a massage, 
Also on the menu, cosmic mind-blowing orgasms. Whoa. Right? Come give me a hug. Sign me up, Barney. Yeah. yeah. So I just think okay. it's absolutely hysterical that, I don't know, yeah. the guy that like... Like, well, you always wonder, though, part I mean, of you our see child this. or people's childhood, yeah. you know. Well, but you see, like, I think probably except for, besides from Fred Rogers, like, you know, like, everybody, they, they get themselves into, like, kid TV and, like, kid this, kid right. that. And then all of a sudden, like, now they are, like, they do anything outside of that. Oh, and they're sure. just like, oh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, Danny Tanner was that way. Right, you right, know, right. But I don't know if we've talked about that before. I know yeah. I've talked to other people about that before, but um, yeah. what's his name? Bob Saget. Bob Saget, yeah. From Full House. I had no idea he was a raunch-ass comedian. Yeah, well, at first. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw, um, I, I don't know, I was watching something. Well, and somebody told me about The Aristocrats. Okay. Which yep. is a comedic documentary about yeah, this yeah. joke that it gets filthier and yeah, filthier and filthier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he was one of the ones talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I saw him on Entourage. I was watching Entourage and he had a couple cameos on there where he was like snort and blow off a hooker's ass. And yeah. I'm like, that's Danny Tanner. Yeah. Wake yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but they, yeah, it's like they get into those roles and you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you get, what is that, pigeonholed or whatever yeah, it is that well, you, to be the certain thing? Is that what that's called? I, I think so, but that's probably also a something Tantric, tantric thing. <laughs> get pigeonholed tonight. Oh, Barney. Be <laughs> pigeonholed me, Barney. Awesome. Yeah, so, All right, cool, I don't cool. know. So, that's a little, little info for yeah. you guys. Tits and sex, man. We came in hot. <laughs> Do we even need topics? Is everybody like, woo, our, we're good. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, well, I think I'm yeah. up first yes. this week. Yes. You are. All what right. do you have? Well, I decided we haven't had a technology one in a while. Oh. So I decided to bring this one. I got to give a shout out to my husband for this one. He sent this to me. Um, so Tufts University has developed living robots. They're taking over. Robots? No, living robots. Let me explain. I'm going to need you to explain. Okay. So scientists are using stem cells from frogs to build the first living robots. They are we can't living fuck with science, you guys. They are living program oh. programmable organisms. We're gonna die. <laughs> We're all gonna, gonna die. Take, well, and as like pro- I'll get into it a little bit, but like the article I was reading about, oh, like this is crazy. It, it was the kind of thing where like people are questioning, like the, are we gone too far? Yeah, or like is it going like? Hang on, I'll get into it. Hold on, okay. So basically, they're the first living machines by, or they're first living machines by assembling cells from African clawed frogs into tiny robots that move around under their own steam. So they have, there's two different prototypes right now. Okay. One has two stumpy legs that propel it along, like on its chest, so it's like moving. Or another one has a hole in the middle that like serves as a pouch. So like it could, and they're they're only like one millimeter big, so like the one that has like the pouch, they could put like a, a drug inside of it, put it inside of you, and it could deliver it to where they need no. the drug to go. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is the thing. No. Yep. Yeah. I don't want that in me. Do you poop it out? 
Well. Hold on. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm so just going to sit here and have the dude, Like the scientist, uh, his, I want to give him a little bit of credit. Michael Michael Levin. Do you really like, want to give him credit? <laughs> well, he's like the, the forefront on, on this thing at Tufts University. We should remember his name when the uprising comes. That's right. We'll okay. blame him. Okay. Um, but him and his colleagues, they are making the robots from biological tissues that when they are actually damaged, they can heal themselves. And once their task is done, they fall apart. So they're oh. like, they can just like disintegrate or like they're degradable because they're a living organism, just like our bodies and things like that. So it's like putting medicine in a robotic ojo capsule. Yeah. And swallowing it, which yep. was a previous episode yes. we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. still not sure how I feel about, but you said so the tissue rebuilds itself? It can. Yep. Okay. Because it's a living organism, so it can rebuild itself if needed. Now, they did say, like, the current, um, they call them xenobots. So, the current xenobots, they can survive for a week to 10 days. Okay. So, then after the 10 days, if they, like, whatever they're, if they're, like, delivering medicine or something like that inside the body, after the 10 days, they just disintegrate and, like, evaporate and, like, go away. Okay. So, I want to give, like, a little bit of a description on how they're actually made because I was, like, what the fuck? Like programmable organisms? Like how is it a robot? How is it an organism? Like I don't really get it. You know, like what is like I don't understand. Science, science, science. Well, so, and I feel like living robot is just an oxymoron. Right. Yes. So so let me. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna say some words here. <laughs> Not all of it is going to make sense um, to us everyday Joes that we got here. So. I'm gonna say some words. <laughs> okay. Listen up. Listen up. Alright. So. <laughs> I'm about to say some words. Book face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay. Alright. So, okay. This is this is how they create these, these things. They use an evolutionary evolutionary algorithm okay. to create thousands of random designs simulating passive skin cells and heart cells which contract. Oh. So there's some sort of like evolutionary algorithm that makes the cells. Okay. So evolution does exist. Yes. Okay. Good to know. I believe. Okay. The algorithm <laughs> asks the design to achieve a task assigned by the scientists like walking in one direction. So this algorithm that is created from s- simulating cells and heart cells can be directed by the scientists to make it move. Oh. Okay. Okay. So the most promising designs that they've made are built from living cells scraped from frog embryos. Of course. Science, science, science. Be like, what what embryo... A frog. We, a frog. We'll just scrape, so, them, like, scrape them from the frog. So, like, the ones I can imagine, it just looks like like a little, like, blob, and then it has, like, frog legs. That, like, That's like, all I'm thinking yeah. in my head right now, that this thing's hopping somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And it's, or, like, swimming, you know? Like, oh, I'm having okay. nightmares. So, they were saying that future versions of the robots might be, because they're, they're, they've, they've created them, they're working, they're using them and everything like that, but they're only going to progress and, and grow and, like, you know, like, change as, as time change like get better or get bigger yeah, get better get better yeah yeah maybe even get smaller because they're let's gonna smaller. try let's yeah. not go bigger yeah 
So, Although those small ones can real fuck us up, I'm sure, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They can climb you could lose your, it. You can climb on your door. <laughs> fuck. Oh, no. We're all going to So, die. like, okay, this is what I thought was interesting. Future versions of the robots might be deployed to clean up microplastic pollution in the ocean. That so would they be, could create, like, wait. an organism to go into the ocean that's not going to pollute the ocean, but also eat the plastic that it's is there. destroying the ocean. And then once they've done their job, they just disintegrate. Which I thought was cool. Okay. Um, they can locate and digest toxic materials, so maybe cancer cells within a, a body. body. Uh, sure. Deliver drugs to the body. Uh, so I think they would use that one with, like, the pouch to, like, you know, like, if it... They have difficult, like... I think what it meant, like, would think if someone's, like, sick and you can take these drugs to relieve the pain, mm -hmm. but it's not going to actually pinpoint the issue. Sure. So they can use this programmable robot sure. that's going to disintegrate in you to actually get to that part that sure. is causing the problem. Or if you have someone that maybe is too weak to withstand anesthesia or surgery. Right. And you need to create or correct an issue before right. you can undergo those right. things. That might be exactly. helpful. Exactly. So. Or... They can be um, deliver drugs in the body and also remove plaque from like artery walls. So they can, they're small enough they can go in and just like scrape your arteries instead like, of like surgery. Like little oompa loompas. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, and I know like you don't know you don't know this, and maybe some of our listeners do, but there is a Star Trek episode <laughs> where they create these nanobots that go in to try and help with like their systems in the ship, and then the nanobots become conscious and like take over the ship oh, and like shit. everything. Gets fucked that up. Would be my, this is yeah. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Is that yeah. this is gonna happen? Yeah. Is that we'll put these like xenobots inside of our bodies and then they take over? Well, it's airspace. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the hell was in Rick that? Rick yes. And um, what's the dude? We thought of this the other time. The yeah. Other Dennis episode. Quaid. Dennis Quaid. That's and right. Meg, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Where he goes into his body and yes. Yes. So uh, here's I want to read from like the article that yeah. I was looking at. So um, they were you know. It's impossible to know the applications for the new technology. At this point, they can only really guess. Uh, one of the researchers that was working on this said. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting was that they're talking about, like, they're waiting um, to see, like, where this goes because there come, could be a thing where are we getting into a moral thing with this? Well, that's Because if I... they're, like, a living thing right. and we're making them do this work... Are they going to develop some sort of consciousness or whatever? Are and they even going to have if, a heartbeat? Are we killing but them? But even this... if they aren't like developing a consciousness, do we still need to think about the moral value of this? Like, are we enslaving an organism? Oh Jesus! You know, like this, and like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I guess if it's like helping, but if like, tissue begets tissue, if you're rebuilding, I mean, is tissue tissue is a living organism? Right. It is, it is a, your skin is tissue. It's, right. It's a living. Your skin is an organ. Right. We shed our skin every year. Like, does that mean that I have a funeral for my skin because I shed? Part? Right. Like, because you got dry it skin. dies yeah. and it whatever. I mean, we have to stop. In my opinion. Right. My humble opinion. We have to stop. I get what they're saying, but at the same time, we're creating this in... I, I don't know. I'm just not going to go down that path. Well, yeah. And I was just saying, like, I think, like, their thing is, is, like, if they... It says here, only if they included neural tissue that enabled some kind of mental life... Consciousness. Such, right. such as the ability to experience pain. Right. So... 
you know, I don't know. And I think that's where the line is drawn for a lot of people on whether or not this is like, if this becomes a moral issue, moral issue of it or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I find it really interesting. And it's creepy to me. It's interesting, and I, I let, I'm trying to keep an open mind and think of, you know, this is good, this could be good, but I also, there's just too many creepy movies out there anymore that, right. like, the robots are coming to kill us. Right, right, right. Because... Right. But do we think that way because those movies are out there, or, you know, like, is that a reality that could actually happen? I don't like, know. I don't I know. Still I don't go know back either. to, what was the War Games with Matthew Broderick, mm -hmm. and then, you know, would you like to play a game? Yes, yes, you know? yes, 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 And, yeah. like, he starts bombing countries right. until he realizes... It's for real. <laughs> well, no, but the, until the computer itself realizes that nobody wins at war. Yeah. It's such a great message. But, right, right. you know, and it was like, there is no winner. Would you like to play a nice game of chess? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, there's no outcome for that. So right. I don't know if it's, you know, how do computers develop that? I mean, I think that's long way off but if we're going to be giving them human or not human but life features yeah. yeah 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 like it's like moving on its own and like you know i don't know like so i i don't think it's an actual like matter of like where they've created this thing and then they have like a remote and they're like yeah. directing it and like you know like literally moving it and then it but they create it to do a job right. and so like its lifespan is doing that job and then it dissolves until the lifespan isn't that oh my gosh and then <laughs> they take over and our bodies explode <laughs> oh my god i just i think i would need to do a lot more i mean I want to yeah. hear more about it eventually. Yeah, know, yeah. Right? That's, I mean, it's at the, it's at like the infancy stage right now. Like they're working and it goes and it's, you know, whatever. I don't think that they're technically putting them in Bodies. actual like patients Can yet. Can you imagine though being a test subject for that? Like, yeah, sign me up for that research trial. Ooh, I feel it's in my back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Can it like clean your asshole on the way out? Ooh. Like, can you like, put a little scrub new enema? On it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, if it can do that with your plaque, can it just colonoscopy from the inside? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, can you imagine the advantages of that if it really does work yeah. like something like that? You don't have to go under surgery yeah. or anything like that? That would be fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board. Let's do it. Xeno bought me. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's in. She's sold. Done. Test subject Clean number one. Clean me out. Test subject number one. Nice. <laughs> and this whole podcast will then be known as that was a thing. <laughs> and the chicks floated. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's my thing for this week. I like it. What do that's you have? super cool. Yeah. So, mine is nowhere near related. Okay, cool. At all. All right. I'm not even sure how we connect the two. Okay. Well, we're going to so, broaden our listeners' horizons yes, here. Yes, yes. All the way. So... This is something, uh, it's actually an article I saw in our local newspaper. Okay. So the Panagraph here. Okay. Um, it's not something that I could find that was being done locally, but okay. it was a story that they had picked up that was being done. Okay. So we know, and maybe you've heard of this. Uh, I had not, but okay. um, you know how when people have a baby, yes. they get maternity leave, paternity leave. Yeah. You know, it, like it was maternity leave, yes. and now we're starting to give paternity leave right. for fathers and that yep. type of thing. Well, there are some companies now that are giving paternity leave what? for people that have fur babies. Okay. So continue. What pa, the fuck? P A W. No, I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. <laughs> for people with fur babies. So there are companies 
who are awarding employees paternity leave to those who adopt a pet. Okay. So there's a company called BrewDog, okay. which is a beer company. Uh, they are in Columbus, Ohio, and okay. it's actually a Scottish brewer that's based here in the U.S., and they had stated that furry families are just important as human ones are. I agree. And so they have decided to give up to a week of paid time off for their employees okay. when they adopt a pet. Okay. So you cannot just go and purchase your $5,000 Pomeranian. Oh, I see what you're saying. The adopt is the you key. You have to adopt the pet. Got it. Got um, it. Okay. So they, I like that yes. because then it encourages people to adopt, yes. not buy. Yes. And that also helps with the pet population and sure. all that. Yes, okay. Bob Barker, okay. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's a one-time use benefit from this corporation, and they said it's just a cool concept to ensure. But you that get two dogs. Like a year later, you get another dog. Best get them at the same time. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. I, maybe maybe they'll make an exception. I don't know. They just said it was for brew dog. It's a one time use. Gotcha. Benefit. Okay. So, um, but they just said it was a cool concept to ensure that they're taking care of their employees. And they said that they're realizing that more and more companies are understanding that a traditional family, I'm using air quotes that you can't yeah. see because this is a podcast, so that a traditional family is not necessarily a thing anymore. Well, um, sure. I mean, with the younger generation from us, like, having a family is not a priority anymore. Right. You know, it really isn't. Right. Well, and some companies are uh, having to struggle because... I, excuse me. Having a traditional family. A traditional family, Is yes. not a priority yes. anymore. Right. Um, or a family at all. I yeah. mean, that's... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Present company included. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, when you look at uh, same-sex couples now mm-hmm. that are adopting children. Yeah. yeah, And if you have, you know, they're not necessarily, they or companies were not awarding paternity or maternity leave. You just had to take paid time off. That's and bullshit. You know, they, and it's kind of like, well, why? Just because they didn't get married. They weren't traditional right. in that sense. So that's right. what the company said is that they had a lot of employees that... They found we're taking vacation time or having. I wonder, you know what? Because never, they got a new, they got a new pet. I I wonder. I've never asked anybody like if you are, let's say, a heterosexual couple, uh-huh. and you adopt a baby. Uh-huh. Do you get maternity leave? For that? I believe my sister did. So my niece oh, is that's adopted. Right. That's right. So okay. I believe that she. Now I don't know if she actually. I think it's. It's an accelerated time. I don't know if you get the entire maybe eight weeks or however much yeah. it is, but I do remember. I think at least I know at my corporation. Yeah, they do allow. I think it's like six weeks, maybe four okay. to six weeks, if you adopt. That's um, some bullshit, though. I know, but I think she was awarded. I know she had to take some PTO, but I don't know if she had to take. Okay. I think there again. The law is changing. Right. It's, it's trying to change to yeah, adapt. And companies, for dogs. And companies, well, <laughs> that's not the law yet. But companies are trying to adapt. Um, right, right, right. You know, to be a little bit more okay. like this. And so, okay. yeah. And so. Well, you know, I know anybody that I know that has gotten a new puppy, like, you are up at 3 a.m. just like you are with a baby when you have, like, a new puppy. Because right. they need to go out or whatever. Right. So you don't get sleep either. No. When you have a new uh, no, when you're trying to train them and get them, and the most right. and the nice part is, is that usually you can get that done in a week. You know, you don't have right, to. right, right, right. And so there was, so that was the first. So uh, there's a lot of different concepts here. I kind of came across when I 
looked at paternity leave. Okay. okay. I just love the name. I love being a good font, man. I'm in it. So there's a New York City-based software company called Imparticle that actually offers two weeks of paid time off for those who adopt or rescue a dog or cat. Wow. Um, and I kind of was like, really, with a cat? Like, yeah. I don't know. Do cats really need... Not they don't need as much as dog. I would say. Yeah, we so, know your view on cats. I know, but like, yeah, I don't say you need it because, like, they go to the bathroom in the house, you right? Know, so you don't need to like train them, and that's much. why they're assholes. Yes. So picture. Anyways, um, so so that was that company. Well, there's also back in 2018, there was a Minneapolis digital marketing agency called Nina Hale that offers fraternity leave. <laughs> F U R fraternity leave. Okay. Same concept, right? Same concept, but they give new pet parents a week to work from home. So it's not necessarily that you get a week of paid time off on top of, because I think, you know, then you get into those probably employees that are, you know, assholes and are like, well, I'm just never going to adopt a pet because I don't like pets. And so why do they get an extra week and I don't? Like, shut the fuck up, Karen. Like, fine. Right. Um, So it's not that you get a week of paid time off, but you get a week to work from home so that you can work with that uh, a dog or cat, if you right. got a cat, but <laughs> anyways, so the brew dogs though, basically stated the, the, or no, I'm sorry. This was from Nina Hale. So the quote from them said, part of embracing employee satisfaction as a business priority means recognizing important life events that happen outside of the office. Oh, that's nice. And you know, they basically said that it, their employees are more engaged. Yeah. You know, there is, so, and there's a pet food company called Mars Pet Care. Okay. That has a new U.S. headquarters outside of Nashville that has those, so they don't necessarily offer the paternity leave, Uh but they have doggy play care. Oh, so you can bring your dog to work and drop it off. Yeah, so you can bring your dog to work. It's a full-time staffed with pet sitters okay and you bring your dog to work you know because some companies do offer daycare and stuff like that for the kids and so you can actually bring your dog to work now i don't it didn't say if there was a fee for that i'm guessing that you probably Probably. have to pay something because i'm not sure if the company is just paying for the the pet sitters yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah and then the other company i found so there's a company called bark which is behind the bark box yes yes which Mm -hmm. you can sign up and it's like ipsy yeah it's like a loot crate for your pet yeah yeah little crate and you get um treats and toys and whatever else yeah so yeah anyways um so they don't have an official policy but they said that they do allow the employees to work from home when a pet is adoptive but they actually started a resource center at their company okay for employees to who do adopt a pet or ha- acquire a new pet, they're encouraged to bring them to work with them. Oh. So they don't have doggy play care, but you can just bring your dog to work with you. Okay. And they can have one-on-one consultations because it's a pet company. I mean, oh, it's a pet care company, gotcha, which is gotcha, what they gotcha. do. So they okay. have people on staff already oh. that are, you know, supposed to be there. And so they said that that's super helpful as well. Nice. And, you know, again, so there was a study in 2018 by Nationwide Insurance. Yeah. Which I was like, why is Nationwide doing this? Well, Nationwide is the largest. It's on your side. They are on your side. And they're on your pet <laughs> side. They are the largest pet insurer in the U.S. People have, what do you mean? Pet insurance. Okay. Is a thing. Well, I know it's a thing like for like at the vet, right? Like so you don't have like high vet bills. But like are you talking about like pet insurance as in like life insurance? I Well, I, 
I that is a great question. <laughs> and so I act well, I actually reached out. So a good friend of mine, Maggie, is the vice president of personal lines insurance for Allegiant Insurance, Allegiance Insurance up in Chicago. Okay. And she gave me a little bit of information about pet insurance because I was like, so do you guys have pet insurance? She's like, yes, we do. What do you need to know? And I was like, well, I don't have a pet, but, you know. (laughs) So, but, yeah. I have a podcast that needs info. Right. So, basically, (laughs) the pet insurance is kind of like what you said. It's it's kind of like health insurance, but for your pet. Okay. And you can sign up for it. You have a deductible. Right. And you go to the vet. Yeah, there was always advertisements. We, we had dogs in the past Uh um and at the vet there was always an advertisement like you know 15 bucks a month and get your insurance and like well especially when our dogs got older yeah i was like well that would have been helpful right like when you know because we're paying 200 bucks a month for just ridiculous things at the vet of course yeah and yeah and it just reimbursed yeah it was uh you could get up to i think it said you can have like a hundred dollar deductible to a five hundred dollar deductible and up to like a fifteen thousand dollar limit you know, so if your dog ends up or having to have emergency surgery or right. your Xenobot has yeah. to go in for something. <laughs> way to, way to pull it together. Way to pull it together. <laughs> we can put the Xenobot in your dog. Yes. To fix it. Yes, yes, yes. So you could, um, you know, so you can get pet insurance and that type of thing okay. too. So, but yeah, I mean, I didn't really I didn't realize that that existed. So I yeah. thought that was kind of neat. But so anyway, so there was a study in 2018 by Nationwide who stated that 90% of employees that were in pet friendly workplaces felt highly connected to their company's mission. Whereas those companies that did not have a pet-friendly policy, it was less than 50% of the employees felt like they had a a connection to that um, I always wonder, though, like with companies that have like dogs, like what if A, you have somebody that's allergic Mm -hmm. and then also like what if you have somebody that's like afraid? Right. You know, like, you know, if if I was someone that's afraid, I'm not afraid of dogs, but if I were and people brought their dogs into work like I'd be you know like that would create a hostile working environment for me you know I think that would have to be one of these you know I don't think you're gonna find a company this is really going to be probably more of those startups those smaller organizations I mean this company this Mars pet care that has this you know for their headquarters in Nashville and my guess is it's probably still a hundred people, you know, it may, you know, maybe 200 people at tops. And I don't know if you can, and again, it's your doggy, that's doggy play care. So you can bring your pet to work, but they're not roaming around. They're not loose to where it's bothering somebody else. Right, 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 right. I think if you're going to go work for like this company like BarkBox and... You probably already have a dog. You, you can't be afraid <laughs> of cats, you know, like, I'm going to go work for BarkBox and I hate cats. Like, <laughs> You know what I like? I would not be a like. I'm not gonna go work for Friskies. No, you know? no, no. Like, not I'm so not much. gonna go do compliance. You have for no sympathy for that. Anywhere. Yeah. Like, I would fuck you. Like, put on. Poison it all. What I would. I'd just be like, sounds fine to me. Like, send it on through the line. Oh, poor cats of America. No, yeah. Sorry. Whatever. If your cats end up dying, I didn't do it. Oh, no. But so I think that's maybe one of those, you know, if you're going into that organization, if you're going in for an interview, maybe you're probably seeing dogs around, you know, I don't know right. if they're springing on you day one. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. I that's mean, very cool. especially if you're allergic. So yeah, that would be my concern. Like I think about that too with now that you can have like guide dogs on planes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, service animals. Yeah. Service animals 
in the actual seats. Mm -hmm. Like, what if you're a passenger on the plane that's like highly allergic to dogs? You move. That's you. The dog has to stay. So if it's a service animal, they have the same rights as the human. Um, I deal with this all the time at work. So service animals. So there's actually two types of service animals. You can have a dog can be a service animal and a miniature horse can be a service animal. Right. Cats are not service animals. Lizards are not service animals. Oh, okay. (laughs) So if somebody, because we've had that before, somebody walks in and they're like, well, this is my service animal. Lizards are not service animals, sir. So you can take your lizard home. What? Yeah. It calms my anxiety. Well, it's giving me anxiety, so take your fucking lizard and go home. No, I just, but so it's, um, but no, so if you're on a plane, then they will actually, because, so I, somebody I was talking to actually just the other day talked about this because I believe her sister has a service animal. She's blind. Okay. And she said they had, they were on the plane and somebody was like, I cannot sit next to this dog. I can't. And she kind of took it in her own hands and was like, who's not afraid to sit next to the, you know, and like 14 people raised their right, hands right, and right, right. seats and, right. and the flight attendants were fine. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, cool. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but they yeah, have to I be Yeah, I just wonder that it. because I know like it, this is kind of a new thing. They yeah. have to be allowed in yeah. restaurants now. Like, if you're not privy to wanting to have a, you know, sit next to that dog, you can yeah. ask to be moved. But yeah, my concern is not so much like people like being afraid or being assholes. Like, what if you're like seriously allergic, like mm-hmm. highly allergic to dogs, and then you get on the plane and it's like, well, shit, I'm gonna have hives and like, I guess you you're know, sitting on well, the captain's lap. <laughs> Ooh, hi, <laughs> hot club. What are you, Barney? <laughs> And it all comes full circle. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, yeah. I like it. All right. Yeah. Paternity leave. Paternity leave. Fraternity leave. <laughs> I love a font. Fraternity. That fraternity. sounds funny. That sounds yes. funny. Sounds like you can't pronounce fraternity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll go. I went to one of them fraternities. <laughs> That's when you go to college in the South. <laughs> Looked at one of them, their fraternities. Oh my god. I love it. Awesome. So, all right. All well, right. Thank you guys for joining us for yet another episode of So That's a Thing. Absolutely. Uh, as always, please uh, don't hesitate to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at underscore So That's a Thing podcast, along with social media, uh, Facebook with So That's a Thing podcast as well. Oh, I did want to bring up too, Angela, my tech savvy co-host here, is really still trying to get us on Spotify. I know a lot of you guys have been asking about that. Mm -hmm. I tried for about six months and failed. (laughs) I've passed passed the buck over to Angela. So we're seeing it. We're just waiting for an email. So we're seeing it. I thought I had it today because I was like, I need the code. And she's like... This is how they get you. Yeah. They did the same thing to me. And I waited and I waited. And they're like, just a few more hours. And then still got to Maybe we just need a few more listens. They're waiting for us to be super huge. Tell all your friends. Tell your friends. You're also luckier than I am. So I feel like it's going to work for you. Okay. Well, I do have that. You do got that luck streak. You do. Are you even Irish? I I think I'm German. Okay. I have to ask. My dad did that whole ancestry thing. Yeah. And... Like, mutts? You're just a bunch of mutts? Well, I think it was one of those where he swore we were German for the longest time, and then all of a sudden, like, he got something back one day, and he was like, oh my god, I think we're Irish. And I'm like, really? You're red-headed, you pale, freckled, freckled child, yeah. and mind you to think that somewhere along the lines, we fucked an Irishman? Like, come on. Like... That's awesome. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, I think I had to do one of those... 
family trees back in, I think, high school. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. went through and we were trying to go back as far as we could before, you know, a lot of the internet and all that right, kind right, of stuff right. was about. And basically what I found out was that my family was just a bunch of whores. Oh. And fucked okay. our way through Europe, it sounds like. Oh, so I really you think You come by it naturally yeah, then. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm just kidding. Just just take carrying on the torch of my trip. My ancestors there. Um hoeing my way through Blow no. Um Yeah. <laughs> so just kidding. Yeah, not really. Uh, <laughs> there's some truth. So yeah, so it was kind of, you know, we were trying to figure out it's like oh well they came from Europe but then they slept with so and so and you know had these babies and then they went and you know so we're just kind of mutts we're basically okay. the gotcha yeah gotcha. the mutts of the world we're not royalty we didn't come straight from Europe you know no. like yeah we fucked our way through nice the British Canal well, so thank you <laughs> anyways anywho we're on social media long story short <laughs> Along with the rest of the hoes. Follow uh, us out uh, there if you get a chance. And keep sending us your information. We greatly appreciate it. We've had some really great ones sent to us lately. So nice. thank you guys uh, for continuing to send us either topics or things that we can put on our social media. And keep listening. All right, guys. And Thanks a lot. Thank you, world, for... Well, we're I don't know what. We're eventually going to die from Xenobots. So <laughs> thank you, world, for being smart. <laughs> Bye.